Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Come on in. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. I'm glad it's a little bit warmer outside this morning, too. At least it's starting that way. Today we'll have partly cloudy skies. Not much better than 52 for a daytime high. Overnight lows tonight down to 40 degrees. We warm up tomorrow, but we also have a pretty good chance of rain tonight into tomorrow morning. 65 the expected high on Wednesday. 63 our expected high on Thursday with more scattered showers in the forecast. As you might expect, uh, given the weather that Wisconsin farmers have been facing over the past 7 to 10 days' time, not a lot of field work's been taken care of. We'll take a look at the weekly crop progress report after 530. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, tank mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Boy, over my long years of egg journalism, I've seen a lot of experimentation going on at every research station in the state of Wisconsin. A lot of that experimentation over the years, finding out what we can feed to dairy cattle. I've seen a lot of different things fed to dairy cattle at those, at those stations, but I'm telling you, I've never seen mesquite being tested in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Pam Yankee, what's that all about? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, Scott. Uh, you learn wherever you can learn. If you're a Wisconsin farmer, it doesn't matter if you're dairy, beef, crops. And uh, that learning spirit that has motivated many people in Wisconsin spreads across the countryside. I had a chance to visit with uh, retired researcher Dr. Paul Weimer. He uh, used used to be on staff at the U.S. Department of Agriculture Ag Research Center in Prairie du Sac. Retired from there officially, and now he is a Professor Emeritus on campus with the UW-Madison College of Ag and Life Sciences. But his experiences as a microbiologist, somebody that focuses in on ruminant health in dairy cattle, took him to South Africa, where he figures he spent approximately a year of his life working with researchers there on how they can help their dairy population not only grow, but improve. South Africa's got very different growing conditions than we experience here in Wisconsin, and there are limitations like water that have to be taken into account. I talked with Dr. Weimer about how he got involved in this South Africa adventure 
and what he's learned compared to Wisconsin agriculture. I first went to South Africa in uh, 2002 to give a keynote address to a conference on uh, basically on uh, animal nutrition. Uh, as a microbiologist, they were interested in uh, the role of rumen microbes in uh, the nutrition of dairy cattle. And I went there, as I say, in 2002, and they invited me back to do a sabbatical there. So I spent six months there. We took the family there, um, funded by the South African government. And uh, we did some research at Stellenbosch University, which is in the uh, far uh, western part of the uh, country, very close to Cape Town. And uh, we love the country. It's, it's a beautiful place. And we learned a lot about dairying over there. Uh, it's remarkably similar in many respects to in the United States. But there are some differences that are unique because of the climate and the population that are um, that are maybe a little bit different than what we have here in the States. Well, tell me about the climate then, and tell me about the general development of the dairy industry. Uh, is, they got a lot of cows. Is it all in one area? And then, uh, like I say, tell me about the, the climate, the environment they're dealing with. So South Africa has about, I would say, on the order of about 1.7 million dairy cows. There's about 57 million people in the country. Uh, it's geographically very diverse. You have mountains, you have deserts, you have uh, broad plains like our Great Plains. Um, their climate tends to be warmer than ours, uh, as you would expect. Uh, Stellenbosch, where we were, has a climate actually very similar to like San Diego, for example. Uh, the eastern part of the country is much more humid, uh, but dairying is distributed widely across the country, mostly Holstein cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average uh, cow produces on the order of about 70 pounds of milk a day. Uh, they don't have as good a forage quality as we have. Um, they're more limited in what they can feed. Um, for example, uh, they don't have, for example, there's no ethanol industry, so there's no distiller's grains. Mm. They uh, have to look around to find suitable uh, supplementary feeds, mm. for example. Um, and demographically, then, you also have a country that economically they are, are poorer than we are. Uh, there is uh, milk is, is primarily used for cheese or for fermented products like yogurt. Uh, it's a very much a meat-centric culture for their protein. Uh, it's, it would be very hard to be vegan in South Africa, <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, So these things all impact um, um, how dairying is done. But there's a lot of the same problems that we have in the States, uh, profitability issues. Uh, right now, I think maybe they're getting a little more for their milk than it's costing to produce. I think it, it costs about $12 a hundredweight to produce milk over there. And they don't get much more than that from uh, from the producers. If you process your own milk, you can make a little more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average dairy uh, size is probably on the order of 400 cows. Um, okay. It's hard to do less than 100 uh-huh. and, and be sustainable. So let's talk a little bit then about their infrastructure. Uh, like you said, value-added, the cheese is uh, what they focus in on. What kinds of cheese seems to be popular in that climate? And then let's talk a little bit more about that diet that you said challenges those South African dairies. Well, the hard cheeses are very big down there, and a lot of cheese is actually imported. Um, there's a, a fairly large demand for it. Um, there's also a very large market for sour milk products, particularly yogurt. And uh, I think yogurt is the single most popular dairy product in South Africa. So it's, yogurt is very, very big. Uh, you see some of the same companies operating down. Dannon, for example, yeah. is down there. Parmalat is the big cheese producer. Mm-hmm. Um, they do import a lot of cheese, and I think there's opportunities for Wisconsin to, to export cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as the as the infrastructure, one of the problems is it's hard to get fresh milk uh, properly refrigerated to some of the 
areas in the country. It tends to sit on docks and this sort of thing. The infrastructure for moving things around is not as efficient as in the United States. Uh, there is a big move toward ultra-high pasteurized milk, extended shelf-life milk that will sit on the shelf without refrigeration for a period of several months. And we bought uh, extended shelf-life milk. I don't like it as much, as, <laughs> but, but it is milk and it is a valuable protein source. Right, right. Now, we were talking, Paul, about uh, the work that you were focused in on, trying to make something from nothing. Uh, you were mentioning to me in South Africa they have uh, mesquite as uh, just a, basically a volunteer weed they haven't been able to do much with. And that's where you were focused in on combining that uh, abundant plant with the dairy industry. Explain that. Okay, so mesquite is an invasive species over there. There's a lot of different invasive species uh, of various types in South Africa. Most of them have actually come from Australia. Mm-hmm. But eucalyptus is, an, is another example of a real problem. And most of the problem here is, is just that they consume very precious water resources. There's very little surface water in South Africa, only a few uh, major rivers, not much in the way of lakes, uh, and not a whole lot of groundwater. And so it's, it's basically a, primarily a desert country, especially in the, in the western part. And uh, mesquite, as, as you mentioned, has become a, a problem invasive species. And uh, there has been some use of the pods as a feed to animals, uh, particularly in the dry period. Uh, but most of the rest of mesquite, and if you've ever seen a mesquite tree, you know it's this big thorny mess. It's a, just a horrible, horrible plant. Um, and we're trying to find some use for it. And uh, so what we have been doing actually is working on a project with scientists at Stellenbosch University where we're trying to ferment this using actually rumen microbes um, in reactors to produce organic acids that can be used as a commercial product. Uh, it is not as digestible as most feeds, but surprisingly, uh, portions of the plant are more digestible than we would have predicted. So the biggest problem then is going to become uh, economically separating these plant parts from the, the less digestible parts. So that's something that we still have to work on. But that was the project I was involved in most recently while I was there. Dr. Paul Weimer in studio with us. Professor Emeritus, uh, he is a fellow that works a lot with dairy around the world, specifically on that new, uh, that rumen health and how we can maximize uh, the bugs in that gut to maybe make something from nothing, as he was saying, with those mesquite plants in South Africa. How receptive are the dairy farmers to this kind of information, Paul? How do they get their information? Do they work together as an association, a cooperative? Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, they're much less developed than we are. They don't really have an extension system in the universities, for example. They don't have a, a, a real marketing board for milk like we do. Uh, they're starting to encounter more regulations. Uh, for example, it wasn't until 2016 that producers had to, or I should say uh, manufacturers, had to list the ingredient contents on the milk and, and the, the nutritional composition, for mm-hmm. example. So they're, they're well behind us in that regard. Um, the, I, I would say overall, South African producers are very independent. Uh, they're very resourceful. And they, they, uh, they're looking for information that will help them directly. And so what we try to do is figure out what the particular unique uh, situation of their, uh, of their farm is and the types of feeding options they have. In general, there are less, uh, there's less variety of uh, feedstuffs that are available for feeding. For example, you know, they don't have access to things like canola. Uh, no distillers grains, these sorts of things. Uh, you know, it's very much based on corn, on soy, uh, and also a lot on wheat. Uh, wheat crop is very important uh, for uh, for South Africa. It's one of their major commodities. So it's a little bit different than we have here. Few, uh, fewer choices, and so they have to be uh, 
Uh, they have to be concerned about the quality of the few forages and the few feed ingredients that they do have available to them. Not a, not a bad way to spend retirement, huh? Not a bad way to spend retirement. It's a beautiful country. You know, I would encourage people, if you're looking for an interesting place to go, uh, where everybody speaks English. Yeah, right. Uh, a beautiful country, a nice climate, friendly people. Uh, your dollar goes a long way. Um, it's it's a, uh, Take a look at South Africa. It's a beautiful place. I love it there. Next time we'll have you, you'll be carrying a new title, uh, Tourism Support Advocate <laughs> or something for South, South Africa. I'd be happy to do that, too. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, Dr. Paul Wimmer. Like he said, uh, a retired uh, researcher with the U.S. Department of Agriculture up in the Prairie de Sac Ag Research Station, now Professor Emeritus at the UW College of Ag and Life Sciences, but uh, touching uh, all kinds of geography around the world and still on behalf of Wisconsin's dairy industry and dairy research. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Saving a few bucks trying to do it yourself sounds like a great idea until you run into complications. Wiseway Flooring offers cash and carry and we'll even give you helpful tips. But if you run into trouble, we'll be right here to help you finish the project. I'm Mike Genser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit any one of our four locations and see what Wiseway can do for your flooring. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. INeedFlooringNow.com. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS lubricants offer high-quality protection from diesel to industrial machinery. They blend it, they back it. Your equipment is only as reliable as what you put in it. Use Insight FS lubricants. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. We've just received word that Princeton Clubs have once again been voted Madison's Best Health Club. That's incredible. Thank you, Madison. And we want to celebrate all month long with free workouts at any of our eight Princeton Club locations. That's right. I invite you to check out why we've been voted Madison's Best year after year. Now is your chance to stop in and take a look around. Meet our friendly staff and see the variety of options that help make you successful as a member. And don't forget, our For a Better Tomorrow campaign is going on all year. For every new membership, we make a donation to a local organization that's working hard every day to impact our communities with a better tomorrow. This month's partner is Second Harvest Food Bank. The Princeton Clubs, world-class facilities, open 24 hours a day, free childcare, and hundreds of free classes every week. And we've been voted Best of Madison again. Come celebrate with a free workout, available all month long. Visit PrincetonClub.net for more details. Work in the back 40 like it's only a 20. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Well, at 520 with rain coming down, I don't think we're going to be working the back 40 at all. And we didn't get much done as far as field work over the past seven days' time. More on that coming up after 530. Right now, it's time to check in on weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us this morning. It was just sprinkling, barely noticeable when I came in at about 2 o'clock. Now it looks like pavement's wet and we've got more on the way. Yeah, it's a little more rain falling now, Pam. I mean, Madison reporting officially six hundredths of an inch in the last hour, about a hundredth of an inch up here at Fond du Lac. Nothing else showing up most places. Low pressures off to our south. It means a little light rain today, maybe up to a quarter inch. That's about all that's going to happen. 
The warm front's pulling up into Illinois, low pressure in Iowa. That slides off east, but the band of rain extends northern Iowa, southern Minnesota, into western and southern Wisconsin over toward the eastern part of the state. It'll just kind of slide east and move out. There'll be a more organized low with more rain. That fires up even later tonight, more likely end of the day Wednesday. And during that time, a quarter to three-quarter inch range, certainly not to be unexpected. And a thunderstorm could push some areas over an inch. At least the temperatures warm a little today and tomorrow. I'll have forecast details right after this. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O.com. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. All righty, Stu, let's have that detailed forecast. Absolutely. A little light rain, especially southern and eastern Wisconsin yet this morning, but ending in a couple of hours. Mostly cloudy today and more mild. Some folks in the lower mid-60s, La Crosse and Boston, upper 60s today, and south winds become north about 5. But overnight it starts over, mostly cloudy showers, maybe even a thunderstorm late in the night starting to build in. We'll hit the mid and upper 40s for lows, east winds at 5 to 10. Clouds, morning fog tomorrow, showers, possible thunderstorms. Like I've said, rain amounts in the quarter to three-quarter inch range. Could be heavier with a thunderstorm. Upper 50s tomorrow with an east breeze. Still cloudy, a little light rain early Thursday. It ends, though. We stay a bit cooler, low to mid-50s with a west and north wind at 8 to 18. But should dry it out Friday, Saturday, Pam. And those temperatures get warmer for the weekend. It sounds a little better news there. Good. Well, at least the temperatures are hanging on. Thanks, Stu. Stu Montcrag, meteorologist with weather details. And speaking of temperatures in La Crosse this morning, you're starting off with some cloudy skies. Currently 48 degrees. Mauston's got clouds. They're at 45. Fond du Lac, some clouds and 43. Oshkosh, cloudy skies and 41. And Madison at the airport, we've got some light rain and 46 degrees. 
Weather definitely kept us from accomplishing much as far as spring tillage is concerned. I've got details for you after 5.30. And Bryce Knorr joining us live via Skype before 6. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. Stop in to see Unilock pavers and wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Middleton Farmers Cooperative will store your Scott's program and let you know when it's time to apply the next step. Then relax and enjoy your beautiful lawn. Middleton Farmers Cooperatives do it best center. Powered locally. Become a neighbor today. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring? Something that you can customize yourself? Maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying two armed robbery suspects. On March 9th at approximately 9.01 p.m., Madison police officers responded to an armed robbery at iLiquor 6710 Raymond Road. Two black males armed with handguns, masks, and hoodies took merchandise and an undisclosed amount of cash. The suspects fled the scene and were not located. Madison police detectives are looking for any information on these suspects' identities or any relevant information pertaining to this case. Additionally, detectives believe those responsible for this crime could be connected to other recent area robberies. Please visit Madison Area Crime Stoppers on Facebook to view surveillance images of one of the two robbers. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects or information regarding this armed robbery, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Hello? Hey, Mike. It's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales 
associates and full-time assistant managers and managers too. And they're great about working around class schedules. Wow. Would it be okay if I met you and Kim at Kelly's Market so I could apply too? Sure. Or you could apply online at kw-oil.com. Employees even get bonus money for referring good people. If you're hired, I get a bonus and then I'll buy you lunch. Sounds great. I'll log on right away. Thanks, Mike. Looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future? Kelly's Market and Equal Opportunity Employers now hiring sales associates, assistant managers, and managers in training. Apply today must be 21 or older depending on location. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yankee. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. We do everything to make your life easy, from packing to storage to cleaning service. Above Average Moving also does in-state, out-of-state, residential, and commercial moving. That's why we say, no worries, less stress, we got this. Above Average Moving is your award-winning medicine mover with the highest reviews, free online estimates, and full cleaning service. Above Average Moving. No worries, less stress, we got this. Visit AboveAverageMoving.com. Did you have a chance to attend any of the festivities on, on, on Saturday in and around Camp Randall? No, I actually did not. So uh, I had some things I needed to get taken you know care of. So I, was I wasn't even, even, to make, blah, 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 even able to make either event. So Live on Twitter, a Q&A with Barry Alvarez. I did see that, though. That was okay, cool. so, I do so want to get to that, but uh, start with, I guess, what, what do we call it? An open... They don't want to open, call it a game. Yeah, open practice, because so they, they really didn't change anything from uh, uh, the guys I know who did go. Um, it really didn't change anything from what a normal spring practice would be. So you had you had your individual periods. Uh, you had your your skeleton periods where it's just uh, the skill position players uh, minus the O-line and D-line. Uh, and then you went into a normal scrimmage to end the, end the practice. So... Um, from what it sounds like, nothing too out of the ordinary. You keep things in control. Um, full contact scrimmage, but still there's limitations on who and who you cannot hit. Um, so, yeah. It, it, now, when you were when you were there at the program, how how different is it now compared to when you were there? I mean, we had a spring game. Yeah, I mean, like that's, that's it. <laughs> Was there, is there any other – they put limitations on everyone then? Like Oh, yeah. There's still – even though guys weren't wearing green jerseys or were uh, wearing a medical jersey, uh, there were still certain people where in a scrimmage it was still touch him and he's down. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, no, nothing's too much has changed. Uh, I mean, you still have most of the, the philosophies going on. That started with Alvarez, uh, carried on over into Bielema. Um, you know, uh, from what I hear, things changed a little under Anderson. Uh, but then back to uh, Christ, and you're seeing a lot of the same philosophies applied to practice that, uh, I mean, seem quote-unquote normal to what I had gone through as a manager. Uh, all right. I mean, you can't tell much when it's a, a game. You could probably tell less when it's a practice. That being said, obviously the story will continue to be the rest of the spring practice session. And then once they reconvene in, in early August, you know, Graham Mertz and Jack Conan, if there's anyone else in that mix, 
Uh, Mertz starts and ends with a touchdown drive. He got his first playing with the number ones where he goes on a 98-yard scoring drive. Cone then comes in, also has a scoring drive. Mertz comes in again, has a scoring drive. I mean, is this going to go till like, what's your gut tell you? I mean, will, will there be early on in the, I mean, nothing obviously is going to happen in the spring. Will it go on till the very end of, of fall camp? Or is that something Wisconsin probably wants to avoid? And um, I would think, even though I wouldn't want it to be for selfish reasons, but Cone being the, the incumbent, I would guess that if it's close early on, will they just by default give it to Cone? Or if it's close early on, will they... Let it play out till the end of fall camp before they make if name a starter. If it's close early on, uh, you'll you'll see it given to the older guy. Right. Um, I mean, you have to be hands down the better option as as a true freshman to come on in and get that starting role. Uh, you know, it, in terms of the scrimmage versus a game, it might actually be a little more impressive to to see what we saw with that ninety eight yard fourteen play drive. Um, because, I mean, the offense lets the defense know what they're running. So Jimmy Leonard can, you know, put together a defense that's built to stop that. And, it, it, yeah, practice, you give each other the look and give each other something to not have the play work. So, I mean, the defense is lined up to stop that play. Uh you know, it, it, it's much like having a scripted first 15 plays you do in a game just to see what works, mm-hmm. uh, to see what they put out against you, if they stop it, if they don't. It's the same thing in a scrimmage. It's all scripted. The offense and defense both have their plays called. And, you know, they might go up against it a little later on if they see they're running the same play or the same play has been called. Yeah, then... They'll they'll kind of deviate from that and be like, well, the first two times this didn't work, so let's try something else. And that's kind of when sometimes you see uh, the scuffles and the altercations sure. go on because like it turns out we beat you the last two times and all of a sudden you stopped one. Great, keep doing it. And then people get mad and throw punches Tempers for flare. some odd reason, but. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.35 now on a Tuesday morning. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joining us live via Skype before 6 o'clock, getting ourselves all back on calendar. We've also got the latest crop progress update. And as you can imagine, given the weather we've had over the past 7 to 10 days' time, not a lot of activity in Wisconsin farm fields. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Bank Renews Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday On this date, back in 1964, the Rolling Stones released their debut album. Think about that. What is that, 54 years ago that they hit the road? And believe it or not, they are still playing today in concert. In fact, at the end of the month, I see that they are going to be performing at the New Orleans Jazz Fest. Also on this date, back in 1944, the USS Wisconsin was commissioned. That is a battleship, of course. It worked during World War II, was decommissioned, then recommissioned, so it could do a battle and be of service during the Korean War. And boy, I'll tell you, now they've got it on display uh, as its own museum in Norfolk, Virginia. I had an opportunity to tour that beautiful ship. Really something to see. The USS Wisconsin, commissioned on this date back in 1944. And now you know. What you may not know is that despite the fact that commodity prices are lower for our Wisconsin farmers, 
the price they pay for all the ingredients to grow a crop, to raise livestock, just keeps going up. And that means the financial strain on our farm families continues. U.S. Department of Agriculture last week announced that Farm Service Agency offices are going to have higher limits now available for farm loans. That should help producers with their increasing capital needs. And let's remember, a lot of farms suffered through the winter and uh, may have sustained some damage, be it heavy snows that collapsed roofs or even the flooding-related damage. Richard Fordyce is the administrator of the Farm Service Agency in Washington, D.C. We're seeing, you know, more demand for credit, whether it's operating or farm ownership loans, and a higher demand, a higher need for uh, for us to step in and, and provide a guarantee if the if the producer is using, you know, a, a commercial lender. So uh, the fact that the limits have gone up, I think, is more a representative of the economic situation that we have in agriculture, meaning that the, the need for capital is higher. Richard Fordrice, he's the administrator of the Farm Service Agency offices in Washington, D.C. He says that farmers in the lending community had asked for the higher limits on these farm loans, and he says they're especially helpful given the current economic climate. So if you're a farm that is continuing to scramble, trying to look for financial resources for the growing season of 2019, please keep in mind checking in with your Farm Service Agency office, see what kind of loan opportunities may be available for you. It's 538. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. 540 on the clock. It looks like daytime highs today will touch out around 65 degrees under partly cloudy skies, and we've got about a 40% chance of rain in the forecast. Bryce Snore joining us live via Skype in just a moment. Talking about this weather and what Wisconsin farmers have not been able to get started 
That's field work. The latest update from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service shows that only 3% of our oats were planted as of Sunday. That is about four days behind our five-year average. We only got 3% of our spring tillage work done as of Sunday. That's actually two percentage points better in a week's time, but we're still two points behind our five-year average. Winter wheat still looks pretty good, about 38% of that crop called good to excellent. Maple syrup production quickly drawing to a close when you've got temperatures that are moving into the mid-60s during the daytime. Talking a little bit more about our crops, you know, just as quick as we can, Wisconsin farmers are going to need to take action with both pre-emergent herbicide and trying to get the crop planted. Why? Because we've got a nasty battle ongoing with things like water hemp. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, says you just have to think about all the different tools you can use to do battle with some of these herbicide-resistant weeds. The best management for weed control, including water hemp, is what I call dark. Okay, By dark, I mean canopy. You want to promote canopy. You want to promote your good agronomics there. So you want to be planting as soon as conditions are ideal. You want to be, you know... Perhaps you know, considering a narrow row spacing, you may want to you know adjust your seeding rates. You want to promote canopy in your system because the sooner that crop closes its canopy, that's when you're going to start getting uh, suppression of water hemp. Remember, water hemp has an extended emergence window, so for water hemp control, the herbicides are only here to help us. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist. Let's keep our fingers crossed that things dry out so that we can get that uh, pre-emergent herbicide down and get that crop in the ground. Let's find out what else the market's talking about this morning. Our friend Mark Ophold joins us with the bottom line. And our bottom line report brought to you by MS Biotech, makers of Lactopro Advance for beef and dairy cattle. They call it technology by nature's design. And Zaner Ag Head, still offering a free subscription to their daily newsletter, knowing things are tough in the country. Simply go online to zaner.com slash Ophold. As expected, corn planting progress slow last week in the major states along Interstate 80 and north of there. And here we are, April 16th, and fund traders still hold record short positions in corn. So any spark in the market, we could see multi-day recoveries, and that might come from late-week rain. Rally in soybeans, much less likely large U.S. ending stocks and stiff competition from South America. Watch July soybeans, a close under 905-906, leaves 887, the next stop down. Spring wheat planting also continues slow. And like soybeans, U.S. wheat facing stiff competition from Europe, Russia, and Ukraine. July Chicago wheat should find support below that 458.5 level. This is the Bottom Line Report. The overall meat trade looks set up for a bounce in our view, but it may come after Easter. Pork could lead the way, pulling beef along. We'll see if the lows of yesterday in June cattle and June hogs might be the lows for the week. That's our bottom line this Tuesday. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. Thank you, Mark. And in overnight electronic trade, our markets are actually under some pressure right now. We've got May corn down three quarters of a cent. December corn also down three quarters, three ninety a bushel. May beans are down a half. November beans down a half, nine thirty and a half. The May wheat's down a penny and a half. July new crop down a penny and a quarter at four sixty two a bushel. Barrel cheese in Chicago yesterday dropped two cents to one fifty nine and three quarters. Forty pound block cheese that was up a half at one sixty five. Well, double A butter was unchanged two twenty five and three. 
three quarters per pound. The fluid milk contracts right now, May is down four cents in overnight trade at 1561. June milk's down four at 1570. July milk that closed seven cents lower, 1605 100 weight. We've got $16 milk from July through December of this year. Coming up next, what's happening in the marketplace we need to pay attention to? Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joins us live via Skype next to get all our questions answered. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. If you've ever tried to blow up a pool raft and get it nice and firm, then you'll understand why most of today's super advanced double pane windows can still be inefficient. Why? Because every window company but one assembles their windows like your cousin Dickie blows up his yellow arm floaties. They blow in the exotic temperature controlling gas through a gap in the panes, then scramble to plug the air hole, fully aware they're being incredibly inefficient in the manufacturing process. And that's why the scientists that put together Elements Windows decided to innovate past Dickey's technique. And instead, when it's time to sandwich the window panes together, with as much hyperinsulating gas in between, they do so in a room that's pressurized and filled with the gas. So the Elements double pane windows end up with more of that Oreo middle that tastes like delicious lower energy bills. And the only place you can get windows this smart, tasty, and energy efficient Genesis Exteriors. Your first car? That's freedom, baby. The new job with new opportunities? Freedom's really ringing. Dumping your stuffy landlord for an investment all of your own? That's the best freedom of all. Freedom of choice. That's where Right on Target Real Estate can help. When a house or condo comes on the market in the area of your choice, you'll be instantly notified so you get the best deal. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. If you could get exactly what you wanted in a planter, it would give you unrivaled speed so you could blow through tight planting windows. It would deliver precise spacing, singulation, population, and depth control like never before. And it would offer fewer excuses so your yield potential could reach its full potential. Accurate to 10 miles per hour. The John Deere Exact Emerge from Sloan Implement. Exactly. Upgrade your John Deere planter to Exact Emerge technology with a retrofit kit from Sloan's. Act now to lock in your Sloan Implement deal. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 547 now on a Tuesday morning, and that's exactly where we're starting our conversation. Tractor driving, not much of it happening. You heard us talk about 3% of our tillage work done here in Wisconsin as of Sunday. 3% of our oats in the ground, both the numbers off the five-year average, and we're not alone. Joining us live via Skype this morning, Bryce Noor, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, and uh, not many spots, I'm guessing, Bryce, that showed uh, any rapid pace when it came to spring field work. What'd you see? Yeah, there are there are a few areas where we're starting to see some wheels turn on kind of the either down south or the fringes of the Corn Belt with the actual ratings USDA put out yesterday on planting progress. States like uh, Tennessee is 16 percent done. Texas, 57 percent, North Carolina, 18 percent. But we still have nothing in uh, Illinois or Iowa. 
uh, we've started asking farmers for their feedback from the field again. And a couple fellas, uh, one out in uh, Nebraska, another in o uh, Ohio, uh, said some field work is being done, either guys getting down, putting down fertilizer, maybe doing a, a little tentative planting, but still overall fairly uh, slow progress. You know, some places still have a couple feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, that has become a real issue because that snow ultimately turns into water. Uh, that brings us to our next conversation tidbit, and that's transportation. How is the river system handling all that snow that they picked up in South Dakota and points uh, in that neck of the woods last week? Bryce, how are we dealing with it? Well, uh, things are moving very, very slowly, basically not at all. It uh, looks like the river system uh, uh, really north of St. Louis won't reopen until the last week of April. And, and uh, there's a, a high combination of high water flows uh, as well as uh, there's a, uh, the water so high it's uh, uh, not allowing barges to pass underneath the bridge. So just the overall water level has to go down before the traffic can start moving at least south of St. Louis. So uh, it'll, it'll, it looks like it'll be a little while longer, but we're uh, starting to see some of those bids uh, strengthen uh, even upriver. Uh, shippers are uh, getting ready. Uh, there are a whole lot of soybeans that need to be shipped out, uh, and they're also anticipating good movement of corn. Uh, and so it's going to be an active season. And the question is now who is, the freight costs are going to stay high. It looks like all through summer. The question will be who's going to pay that freight. Uh, will it be the farmers or will it be the buyers? Yeah. Joni, Senator Joni Ernst out of Iowa is having a hearing on some of these conversation tidbits today. I see she uh, wants to know if the uh, Army Corps of Engineers should have been doing more. Let's talk a little bit then about the international scene, Bryce. I did notice that there is a real, I don't want, what do you want to say, cloud of pessimism hanging over the market. Uh, we thought we were getting closer to a deal with China. Now all of a sudden China seems to be balking at taking the beans they say they're purchasing. Well, so yeah, so far they're they're sitting on a whole lot of sales. They've purchased about almost 300 million bushels of soybeans. Uh, most of those uh, since trade talks restarted in December, uh, but uh, those are waiting to be shipped out. They only they took less than five million bushels in this latest week. Now that just could be uh, due to the uh, the timing of things over there. Uh, or it could be kind of an indication that they are indeed waiting for a deal to get done and for uh, all the for the tariffs to be lifted. And that's one of the big questions now is whether or not those tariffs are going to be lifted or whether the U.S. is going to keep tariffs on. So it has some short term leverage. And uh, if the U.S. does that, uh, would China China keep its tariffs on? So uh, we haven't heard much out of the trade talks uh, this week. They were doing video conferencing last week. There were a few rumbles that they were getting ready uh, to set a schedule for the next round of talks, but nothing moving so far today on that. So then what should we be keeping an eye on, Bryce, as far as uh, indications of where we're going? We're headed into kind of a holiday weekend, too, aren't we? Right. Uh, the markets are closed for Good Friday in the United States, and then Many countries around the world also close for Easter Monday. The U.S. doesn't. We start trading again uh, Sunday night at uh, 7 o'clock Central Time. So I, we should see things start to slow down. Uh, wheat uh, is uh, the market here that's kind of trying to hang on. 
the uh, it's uh, coming under pressure because uh, the Black Sea winter wheat area in Ukraine, South Russia, uh, has picked up some very good rains over the past couple days, and so going a long ways towards making the crop there. And even though it's dry in uh, Central Europe, Eastern Europe, uh, uh, looks like France's crop will, will be okay. Germany's crop is going to be better uh, than it was last year when they suffered for drought. So, so far, no real worries in that wheat market, and the wheat ratings here in the U.S. held pretty stable last week. Right, right. And now we're back to talking about uh, more trade and uh, maybe getting something going with the uh, European Union. I'm curious, though, do we want to talk to the European Union until Brexit is taken care of? Well, now that the Brexit, Brexit has been delayed, that's kind of kicked that can down the road, maybe just uh, four to six weeks, maybe longer. Uh, the uh, French, of course, uh, don't want to talk at all, uh, but the rest of the countries over over in Europe look like they want to. Whether or not they're really going to deal seriously on any agricultural uh, issues remains to be seen. And then there's just the whole question, uh, not only do we still have the tariffs on steel and aluminum, President Trump uh, threatening, threatening uh, tariffs on auto imports. So uh, a lot of cards in play here. And as always, over the past few years, uh, just difficult to see where any of this dust is going to settle. Now, I just want to digress for a second, Bryce. We mentioned how little upper Midwest progress we'd seen as far as spring planting. And we know farmers have the ability, the technology to get things done. But if we continue to see these weather incidents like South Dakota dealt with last week persist uh, farther into the month of April, when's the market going to get nervous? Well, probably not until May. Uh, Basically, the traders think that farmers can plant half the crop in a week. And uh, the key date that they look at is basically mid-May, around March 15th. Uh, And uh, so, it, it will take a while, particularly with the large old crop supplies. We, we are projected to have 2 billion bushels of corn plus on hand at the end of the marketing year. So it's not like we're going to run out of corn anytime soon. And that's really throwing a damper on any attempts to rally here this spring. All right. Good enough. We'll catch up with you on Thursday, Bryce. See if the weather improves or our markets improve. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joins us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to put you ahead of the trade. And like you said, uh, because we are coming up on a three-day weekend for traders, uh, any element of news that might pop into the marketplace could make some uh, big ripples going into that holiday break. It's 5.55. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.